Hello, everyone. This is Ria with a quick note. This is a preview of an episode exclusive to Little Stories Premium. Little Stories Premium gives you more of the stories you love, an ad-free listening experience, and access to Little Stories for Sleep, an exclusive bedtime podcast featuring brand new sleepy stories perfect for that last track on a bedtime playlist. Subscribe or purchase a gift subscription by visiting littlestoriespremium.com. Now, on to the show. This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. On a recent trip to the ping pong store, I was right in the middle of the aisle where they keep thousands of ping pong balls piled up all over the place. You know what I'm talking about. I was selecting the perfect gift for my neighbor, Rodolfo, who plays ping pong late into the night with his brother. I was shopping for a silent ping pong ball. It makes no noise when it hits the table. It's a technological wonder, on the same level as... I don't know, the invention of the kazoo. Anyway, just as I reached out to pluck this high-tech silent ping-pong ball from the top of a pile, I was knocked over by an unsettling thought. I literally fell over into an enormous pile of ping-pong balls, which promptly scattered around the entire aisle. Seventeen people kindly rushed over to help me up. And what was the unsettling thought that led to the scattering of thousands of ping-pong balls? I had no idea what Mr. Beetle had been up to lately. After helping sweep up the ping-pong balls I'd scattered, I fled the store. I ran at top speed all the way home, forgetting to buy the silent ping-pong ball for Rodolfo, a mistake for which I'm paying at this exact moment. But it was all worth it. Every weird moment. Because when I got home, I sat down on my hard metal stool and I wrote this Mr. Beetle story. Let's get to it. It's called Mr. Beetle and the Heckler. Take it away, June. Remember, there are no pixels. You must imagine the pixels in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. It was at that moment that Senor Telefono made a startling discovery. Every night he drifted to sleep, wishing to get a glimpse of such an exciting sight. And now it was happening. What a tremendous... Old Mr. Beetle felt his antennae twitch. It was Wednesday evening on the 25th branch. The precise time and location of Mr. Beetle's weekly story time for young bugs. And Mr. Beetle was at a critical moment in his story. He fixed a beady eye on a young bug in the third row. A young bug who took the crowd's attention off Mr. Beetle and onto herself whenever possible. 
A young bug who is currently munching on a large bag of popcorn. Mind you, it was not popcorn. Beetles do not eat popcorn. It was popcorn, popped acorns. A delicious treat enjoyed by praying mantises, badgers, and beetles alike. A very loud, delicious treat. Mr. Beetle cast a glance at his assistant, Gwen, who is seated behind her music player. Mr. Beetle gave her a nod, and she pressed a button. As I was saying, Senor Telefono had just discovered something astonishing. Mr. Beetle smiled. This young bug would be thwarted in her attempts to wrest his own story away from him. It was a marvel. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. It was a frog playing a banjo. <laughs> it was the young bug, the popcorn cruncher, the disruptor, who had frequented his story times for weeks, taking gleeful pleasure in throwing him off course. Mr. Beetle stared down at her, eating her snack and smirking at her own wit. The other bugs in the audience didn't seem to notice Mr. Beetle's agitation. On the contrary, they seemed to celebrate the troublemaker. Oh, that would be funny. My cousin plays the banjo. It was official. Mr. Beetle had a heckler. Gwen told him over tea the following Tuesday. A heckler? Is that some kind of bird from South America? It's someone who disrupts a show to get attention from the audience and to draw it away from the performer. Humph! Mr. Beetle scowled and stirred his tea with a slim twig. If only there were a way to tell stories with no one there to interrupt. Gwen eyed Mr. Beetle with something approaching pity. I'm not sure I see how that's possible. But Gwen, I can't possibly tell stories with this, this heckler. Surely. Exactly. Surely I can't tell. No, her name is Shirley. Mr. Beetle blinked. That doesn't seem like a heckler's name, Gwen. I've heard the young bugs call her Shirley many times. Gwen, I can't possibly tell stories with this, this Shirley Heckler character so relentlessly barging in on my narrative arts. What can I do, Gwen? What can I do? Gwen took a sip of her tea and thought for a moment. Then she opened her mouth to speak. Well, but we'll come back to that later. First, you should hear about what Mr. Beetle was up to before the heckler. Life before the heckler was grand. 
It had been several years since Mr. Beetle had established himself as the preeminent storyteller on the 25th branch. Over time, he had learned to ratchet up the tension in a tale until it was as taut as a rubber band pulled to its limit, ready to snap at the slightest provocation. I cannot handle this. I have to know what happens next. The young bugs in the front row would cry. Then, he'd relax the tension to such a degree that his audience would fall into a blissful slumber. I cannot handle this. I have to go to sleep now. Mr. Beetle had been on a roll for months. Each Wednesday, there were more and more young bugs eager to hear an original tale from a professional bootmaker turned late-in-life storyteller. His assistant, Gwen, a beetle herself, had even convinced Mr. Beetle to attend to aspects of his storytelling endeavors that he'd never had time for in the past. T-shirts? Are you sure, Gwen? I've never even worn a t-shirt. The young bugs do, and that's who they be for. What could we put on a t-shirt? that would inspire a young bug to spend hard-earned wood chips on it. We could put a clever message on them. A clever message? Mr. Beetle set his teacup on the stone table between them. Yes. What kind of clever message? Well, you are known for boring your audience to sleep. After I thrill them? Of course, after that. But I was thinking, the t-shirts could say, Mr. Beetle bores me to sleep in the most delightful way. Hmm, Mr. Beetle murmured. But Gwen had a quiet confidence about her, and in time, she convinced him. Neither of them could have predicted that the next fashion trend amongst the young beetles would be to tuck their t-shirts into high-waisted pants. So when a dozen young bugs waltzed into Wednesday night story time, sporting their new Mr. Beetle shirts tucked into their high-waisted pants, the shirts did not read, Mr. Beetle bores me to sleep in the most delightful way. All that was visible was, Mr. Beetle bores me? What did we do, Gwen? What did we do? But look, they love it. They did. The young bugs had a raucous laugh over the t-shirts. Mr. Beetle bores me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> help me, help me. I can't stay interested and alert. Much to Mr. Beetle's chagrin, the t-shirts became more popular than ever. Mr. Beetle took it in stride. These types of hiccups were simply part of the terrain he'd learned to travel so well as a legendary storyteller. But several weeks ago, the popcorn crunching, loud comment bellowing, Heckler appeared, just sashayed herself into Mr. Beetle's audience and proceeded to interrupt his stories without a care for the amount of work that went into achieving his signature balance of excitement and tedium, thrills and boredom, wakefulness and slumber. 
And then he fell into... A pile of bananas. Uh, uh, no. No, there are no bananas in this story. Ever since then, the Wednesday night storytelling terrain had become decidedly unfamiliar and increasingly rocky. Mr. Beetle was lost without a map in the wilderness. That's a slight exaggeration, but then Mr. Beetle did tend towards drama. Let us return to Gwen and Mr. Beetle sharing tea together over a little stone table on the 25th branch. And let us return to the moment when Gwen opened her mouth to speak. I believe we should enact some strategies to deal with the heckler. Strategies? What kinds of strategies? I have some in mind. Gwen proceeded to outline two strategies she believed they ought to pursue. Really? I couldn't possibly do that. Hmm. Mr. Beetle's eyes went wide at first, but then he nodded at his faithful assistant. They would put their plan in motion the following evening. There is so much more to this story. You can hear the full episode by becoming a Little Stories Premium subscriber. Visit littlestoriespremium.com to join. And thank you, as always, for listening in.